0: Hola, friends, it's Sarah May This is a, I don't even know what it is I guess it's a, let's call it a power up Uh, So I am looking for a form Because I'm applying to a master's program And um, I found my college essay Like when I first went to college And it's actually a rough draft. It's probably the first draft of my college essay that I sent to my grandma. And it says, thanks for reading it, grandma. This is my very rough with like four outlines, four underlines, draft, exclamation point. Rough draft, C. So I wanted to read it mainly because um, I think when you, I think when we're in our lives, And we're living them. We really judge ourselves. And we're like. We perceive whatever we do as. Usually a lot worse than it actually is. And usually. uh, All we can see is how it should have been better. And. Retrospect gives you such a clear view on who you were. It's the same reason that when you see a photo of yourself years later, you're like, oh, I was so adorable and I was so unhappy or I was so self-conscious. You get this like distant lens. So I thought I'd read it to you. Just because I, I thought it'd be interesting. Uh, here we go. Sarah Bates College Essay, Rough Draft C. Everything changes in the blink of an eye. Suddenly, your golden grams don't have that special touch of honey, and those jokes that always cracked you up seem to have no humor. For me, life took a radical dive into what would only read a, what one would only read about in newspapers or heard about on the nightly news. Oy. <laughs> I used to live like a child should. Carefree, optimistic, and happy. For me and my best friend, Holly, the world was slowly opening up to us, and we were becoming enlightened on the ways of the world. Holly was the closest thing to a best friend you could get. She loves, loved monkeys, Las Vegas, baked potatoes, and snow. We went through all the adolescent phases of experimentation together, wearing bras when we didn't need to, smoking simply because we were cool, and tasting our parents' hard liquor stash. My life was her and her life was me. We were two future supermodel chicks with a band, and we were taking life for everything it had to offer. We had planned a skiing trip together, organized through our school, which would teach us to be one with nature, all that kind of stuff. We boldly ventured out into the wilderness, both looking upon the trip as a great opportunity to take pictures and get lots of exercise. Little did we know what lay in store for us. Things were not as I expected. "'rigorous hiking and cross-country skiing all day. "'However, because there's always that glint of competition between friends, "'we both refused to quit. "'Finally, our group stopped to rest, "'but the two outgoing, never-tired best friends decided to go the extra mile "'and hike up to another peak with the counselor. "'Never in my life have i encountered such a mountain. "'I would never admit to Holly my apprehension and fear, "'for we were both strong and never afraid of a challenge.' The never ending quest to the top of the ridge with a 1,000 foot drop on one side and a dark sloping forest on the other wasn't exactly my idea of getting in touch with nature, but I didn't give up, and neither did, neither did Holly. At this point in time, life was a friendly and appreciated thing. All was beautiful, and the future looked bright. I was happy. Then something happened which I have yet to comprehend. We slowly descended from our steep mountain when, all of a sudden, in a heartbeat, Holly left me. I recall the event in slow motion. We're both walking down and talking and laughing, and without warning, she fell from the peak. Things lost all order in my brain. The emergency broadcast system went on, and I completely panicked. What the hell was going on? The one person that I needed to function normally had left my side. I ran for help. While waiting for some word of comfort, I contemplated the overall situation and decided that everything would be fine. Not because of what actually had physically happened, but because my world, the people I loved in life, all that was sacred to me, I knew could never be taken away from me. Things like that didn't happen in my life, only on television or action-adventure movies. Death was not included in my basis of reality. This consoled me to some extent, but the whole idea of what if scared the hell out of me. I began to consider what part of me was holly and what i could possibly do if that part instantly was instantly removed without my say the warm tears began to drip down into the snow the thought that i might lose my closest companion was too much i began to become desperate for information i needed to hear those words everything will be okay i needed to know life wouldn't cease and i could keep breathing Finally, those blessed words were uttered by the ranger, and I took a sigh of more relief. I felt more comfort and gratitude towards God or whatever ran the world than ever in my life. I kissed whatever higher force or fate had allowed my friend to live and laughed at the whole situation and myself for being so worried. I gathered her octopus hat, her water bottle, and a backpack with, and her backpack with the I Love Trucks pin on it and skied back to our room with the rest of the group, contemplating all the crazy stories I would have to tell her when I saw her next. How fulfilled I was to know I had my sanity and my soul complete. Later that night, I, a meeting was called for all the kids in the group that went skiing that day. I was sure I was, it was to tell everyone what had happened and how she was in a nearby hospital with a giant cast on her leg or something. Some expressed concern of the event to me, but I assured them I knew for a fact everything was fine. Out of everything I'd ever been through from that from the day I was born Oh out of everything I've ever been through from the day I was born to present, the single most devastating and damaging of all was what occurred in that meeting. I inquired of when I could give Holly her hat or whether or not we could see her the next day, to which I to which I was replied with the fact that Holly was dead. I could see my face in that second. My expression had no words to describe it. I could feel my heart ripping in half and feeling as though someone was suffocating me so I couldn't scream. It was as though I was having a nightmare and I couldn't seem to wake myself up. All that had meaning to me had no worth in my life anymore, and neither did life itself. I felt the extreme urge to go back to the mountain and jump off the ridge to be with her again. Why had such a thing happened to her in my life, in this world? Why not someone else I didn't know, or why not me? I soon soon ran out of breath to scream and simply sat expressionless and cried. I was wearing the T-shirt she had painted for me and wearing the hat we bought together. She was everywhere and everything in my life and it had been taken away from me. My brain didn't have a backup plan. Row. I'm in my car. My light turned off. Standby. Okay. My brain didn't have a backup plan of how to react in such a situation, and I basically shut off to deal with what I was experiencing. Backstory, I haven't read this Since I was in the throes of PTSD and I couldn't possibly have read this without being like, (laughs) so therapy works peeps. I'm like literally not, there's nothing in me that is triggered by this. Um, And I had like pretty serious PTSD for many years. So that bodes well for all of you. Also, this was not the extent of my drama. There was like a thousand other things. So in case you're being like, well, my worse, um, have hope. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, the horror. Okay. I'll finish the story. <clears throat> oh, I also wanted to read this because I was like, you know what? You, t- you know yourself well, you know yourself better than you think. You'll often say all of the things You're experiencing, and if you could just transcript all the stuff inside of you, you'll realize all of it is like it's very transparent. So, if you go into therapy, transcribe, just narrate what's going on inside. Everything is accessible to you. You just have to be able to vent it, put it on paper, and then someone else can help you put it in order. Hopefully, there are a lot of shitty therapists out there. So, go to eight before you settle on one. Okay. Back to the essay. I put the concepts of life and death into different perspective than before. Somehow everything looked a little different as if I was wearing sunglasses with brown lenses in them. I no longer needed food, nor could I put my brain to rest for sleep. If I was cold, it didn't matter. Or if I was in pain, it didn't matter. Life didn't have the importance or meaning that it did before. I came to the conclusion that if something so important and vital to my existence could be taken away in such an instant, then life itself had such little worth anyway. I was angry and utterly empty, depressed and disillusioned in every way. I needed some kind of sense, some kind of meaning to the whole thing. Others gave me the words of wisdom like, words of wisdom lines like, it was her time or she's in a better place. But I knew that wasn't true. There was no reasonable explanation. God himself could not convince me that that needed to happen. I hated the world for taking from me the thing I loved most. Harder than dealing with the whole thing was carrying on my life without her. I found, I found myself coming home to a room full of posters we'd bought together. Clothes we'd shared. Her number on my speed dial. Recordings of us playing music together. She was everywhere and everything in my life. I already said that. And now I had to carry on living without her. I had, now I had to carry on living without her there? Question mark. I just couldn't do it. Life was point life was a pointless struggle and I couldn't cope with it anymore. I wanted to be dead too. Death had such a different look, such a different look to it. All I thought was final rest, peaceful release and being with my best friend again. Sidebar. This is me manipulating the college admissions department. I got to say I didn't ever fully get to that point where I was like I really want to die but I was definitely desperate. I was definitely like in excruciating pain, but I never fully made the turn to commit suicide. And I don't know what that is, but I my suspicion is cuz I know a lot of people that do get suicidal and they're ready to go there and I think the only difference is um I got a sense of resilience from my first 5 years of childhood. Where I was like, I had that bond with my parents where I had self-worth instilled into me that prevented me from getting to that place of being capable of uh, suicide. At least conscious suicide versus, you know, a drug overdose, for example. But, um, okay, back to this, back to this essay. Death had such a different look to it, although... All I thought was final rest, peaceful release, and being with my best friend again. It seemed the best option at the time, so I decided one rainy night that I would fulfill my desire. So I climbed off my balcony, walked through the dark street, and lay down in the wet, rainy road in hopes of the hand of fate sending a moving truck or a bolt of lightning. And actually, I did do that, but I don't think I really meant it. It was more like, uh, I'm just expressing how sad and desperate I am. That's when the strange part happened. I closed my eyes only to hear complete silence. The rain had stopped and everything was calm. I could still feel my body so I knew there had been no car. So I arose only to see an amazing rainbow surrounding the moon in the center of the midnight sky. I I don't know nor do I care to know the scientific explanation for such a phenomenon. I only know that it deeply moved me to see a sign that my friend was still out there somewhere watching me. I returned home to my bed, and for the first time in a long time, I slept. another sidebar i that it that did happen, although in the moment I didn't have that profound feeling. I just decided that that was going to be a representation of my friend. I just created it for myself, and later, I did have definite uh feelings, vivid feelings that were tied to her, but it was only in my It was probably like seven or eight years ago. A story for another podcast. But in this moment in time, that rainbow that I saw, I was like, that's going to be the thing that I am going to talk to. That's going to be my friend. Back to the essay. Nowadays, everyone around me is more. Okay, this is the reason I wanted to read this because this is the best part. Nowadays, everyone around me is more than just an acquaintance. Maybe I am a minor aspect of their life or we have our differences, but I really value people for what they give me. I take life for everything it has to offer and experiences with people I love or things I appreciate. I value in my life forever. Life is a precious thing, a thing that some don't have the pleasure to experience, and it angers me to see those who don't take advantage of it or waste it away. Holly should have lived, but she was cheated. For me, I take what is nice out of people. Something that I can love about someone, rather than waste time trying to discriminate or dislike things. I love the good things in my life while I can, only due to the fact that I know I might lose them at any moment. The way I look at it, life is like rain. You never know when it's going to stop, so you might as well enjoy it while it's here. This is the P.S. that I wrote in pencil to my grandma. The question asks, what is an important non-academic experience that you feel has changed you or the way you think in some way and or has, a, has had a major effect on your life? I think that last paragraph is completely honest and true. It made me happy to read it because that's that's what I'm all about. There is no point in suffering. There's no point in dwelling in the things that make you unhappy. Because your life is really short. You don't realize it now. But it goes by so quickly. So in honor of Holly, my best friend in junior high, please try and savor today. Or at the very least, savor somebody in your life that you love. Maybe tell them today that you love them. And if you're in a fight with somebody, apologize. And do it because you were reminded... How silly and pointless and trivial all of it 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 is when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. So I hope you appreciated my college essay, Rough Draft Rough Draft Version C. Um smile.